you, Lord, for saving my soul. And it's not always easy, is it? But I know where God has brought me from, and I know where he's bringing me to. So I'm going to praise him for that and thank him. It's been so good to me. But I searched the world, but it couldn't fill me. A man's empty praise and treasures the fade are never enough. Then you came along. back together and every desire is now satisfied here in your love let's love on the Lord today oh there's nothing better than you there's nothing better than you Lord there's nothing
my heart. The Lord pursued me. He chased me down. I'm so thankful for that. I needed rescue. I didn't even know it. Thank you, Lord. I needed rescue. My sin was heavy. But chains break at the weight of your glory. I needed shelter. I was an orphan. Now you call me a citizen of heaven. When I was broken, you were my healing. Now your love is the air that I'm breathing. I have a future. My eyes are open. Cause when you call my name.
Praise forever. 
feel like sometimes we're just so guarded. We don't want to let our emotions out. We don't want to let up. We don't want to let people think, what's he doing? He's, he's acting all different. You know, that's, the Lord calls us to be different, peculiar. And that's, that's part of the beauty of praise. It's like, you know what? I'm not just all that. I'm all about the Lord and my praises to Him. And you know what? The, the way we worship, it affects others around us in a good way or a bad way. If we're bubbling out praises, it affects people. It absolutely, absolutely does. And I know the last thing that any Christian wants to be is a, is a wet blanket. That, I want to see the church victorious. I want to see the church grow. I want to see the church healthy, alive, vibrant in worship, not caring what the world thinks about what we do, how we worship. We worship the God of creation because of who He is because who we are what we do it's it's just an amazing thing I don't know Rick we got time to sing just a little bit more I want to praise just a little bit more the morning that he rose let's sing that praise in the morning that you rose all of heaven held its breath Sometimes when you're in the middle of a struggle, in the middle of a battle, the best thing to do is just praise your way through it. To let God be God who he, who he wants to be in your heart and in your life. And, and the more you magnify him, the smaller those things become. 
and he walks right with you through those and before you know it, you're on the other side of it and you can look back and say, God was faithful to me. Even in the midst of the chaos, even in the midst of the struggle, he was faithful. And that's so important to understand that on those days where it's hard to get out of bed, it's hard to do what you know you're supposed to be doing, know that there's a God that's great big that is right next to you, helping you along. And when we rely on him for our strength in the middle of our weakness, he picks us up every single time. It's only when we get our eyes on other things and off, uh, off of Jesus that we start to miss on things and we start to go astray. But I encourage you this morning, and if you're in the middle of something, praise your way out of it because he inhabits the praises of his people. Amen. Father, again, we thank you for this morning. We thank you that we can worship and we can praise freely, that we're allowed to come in here, God. And Lord, I pray that we don't take that for granted, that we can come into your house every single week and worship you and praise you and learn and, and, and encourage each other, God. And Lord, I just thank you so much for your presence in this place this morning. God, everything that the enemy tries to throw against us will not succeed because you're an ever-present help in times of trouble. And God, we turn to you this morning. We thank you for showing up. And God, I'm looking forward to what you're going to be doing in people's lives. God, I'm believing for healings to take place in this place this morning. For salvations, for, for people's hearts to be drawn to you today, God. And Lord, we give the rest of this service to you. We praise you and we thank you for what you're going to do in this place. It's all about you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. Thank you, praise team. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. Love you too, brother. Amen, amen. I think we need like just a prayer and worship night coming up soon. Just press in and not worry about anything else. You know what's great about being in ministry? Some people may say nothing, it's tough, it's hard. <laughs> Uh, it, is, it is difficult at times, but one thing that's great about it is, is when you have complete trust in the people that you work with. That says a lot um, when you go about your job, you go about uh, what you're doing each day. When you completely trust everyone you work with and you love them and they love you, man, that makes a big difference. So for Carlin to ask, hey, can we sing a little bit more? I have complete trust when he's up here that he's following what God leads him to do. So he don't even have to ask me. Really, so <laughs> I trust him, and it's good. Uh, it's good to have that, and to know we're on the same page with things, and God's speaking to us as a group, um, as a staff, as a church, and He's leading us. I don't want to get in the way of that. So it's all about Him. All right, lure, don't take the bait. Today we're going to talk about what if I can't let it go. Anybody ever had a hard time letting some offense go before? Anybody ever gone more than a week? Staying angry about something? <laughs> what if I can't let it go? And then today I will tell you, this morning, I will tell you, you need to exercise more. And I said that to Melva the other day, and she said, excuse me? I said, oh, part of the message for Sunday. I actually said it to Justine Thursday as I was going about the halls. And I just walked in and said, hey, you need to exercise more. And she looked at me like, 
I'm going to be offended and punch you right now. But I said it's nothing to do with what you think I'm saying. It's something to do for this Sunday. So um, I pray that you guys have learned over the past four or five weeks not to take the bait that the enemy throws out there for us in the way of offense, uh, because that's a big issue. It is a big issue. Um, I've seen it firsthand. I've experienced it firsthand. I've been part of the side that's been offended and lashed out. So this has helped me let go of offense. I hope it's helped you guys through this. And we don't want to be bound by hurt and bitterness and pain and, and not be able to walk in the freedom that Jesus has for us. You don't want to be in that place. Um, so this morning, what if I can't let it go? And I say to you this morning that you need to exercise more, okay? Does anybody, let's talk about the physical side. Does anybody in here struggle with exercising? I know you can't tell that I, I struggle with it, but uh, I keep it sucked in a lot. But I do struggle with exercising. Um, I can start for a week or two or three, and then I fall off the wagon. And the wagon didn't go anywhere. It's still in my basement <laughs> to work out with, and, and I just fall off of it, and I quit doing it. I know that it would help make me, you know, my great physique look even better. Um, I know it would probably prolong my life, but I just can't seem to stick with it. Now, Derek Trout is in the house today. I was going to ask him if he'd come up here for me. <laughs> please, Derek Trout, please. Who else? Dalton, get up here. And Nate. Yes. These, Dalton, you probably can't use these. Derek, you use these. Dalton, yours will be the lighter ones on the other side. <laughs> you did? No, you know what do. Uh-oh. Well, maybe you shouldn't do That's this. <laughs> and then, Nate, you can have this curl bar here. Dalton, you know what to do with those? Okay. <laughs> Flip your hands around, Nate. There you go. There you go. And you guys just do some dumbbell curls. I've already got mine in today. So they're working out. Go ahead, fellas. Yeah, uh-huh. And we know as we exercise and we work out and we lift that... That's good for our bodies, that strengthens us, that helps us look better, helps us feel better, helps us stay in better shape. Okay, it's a good thing for us, and we want to stay consistent with it. If we're not consistent with it, then it doesn't really help us a whole lot. You might feel good for two or three weeks, but then when you quit, like I do sometimes, everything starts to hurt again, and everything doesn't look as good, and you're sweating already. Is it? <laughs> But we know when we're consistent, how many of you lift or work out or exercise or something? Maybe it's not lift weights, but we know as we do this, we, as we do this, everything's getting stronger. I'm doing good things for my health. I'm doing good things for my body. You guys good? <laughs> All right, you can put them down. Thank you guys. <laughs> I know that as I lift and as I do these things, that that's helping me. That's helping me get stronger physically, okay? And I appreciate those guys working. You know, Derek, he's, he's a buff guy. Uh, the other two, they're not bad. Um, <laughs> if you haven't seen Caleb Coons lately, that dude's working out, all right? But I know in order to get there that I have to lift, I have to work out, and I have to do it consistently, and I have to eat better. And then... Lift some more and keep doing it. And I'll start to see changes in myself. Um, I tore my Achilles tendon in my right leg, my right foot, 
back in 2009 because Brylin was two weeks old. What a great time to do that. Uh, but I had to exercise it. I had to work it and rehab it and strengthen it in order for, for it to get where it needed to be. Now, back to what I mentioned earlier. On what if I can't let it go? You need to exercise more. And I'm not talking about this right here, okay? By exercise more, I'm talking about um, not so much the physical. I'm talking about how we need to get more exercise and put more effort into our spiritual health. If we do that spiritually, how do we do that? By reading the word, by praying, by attending church, by Bible studies, by all these different things strengthen us spiritually, exercise us spiritually, and we get to a place, the more we do that, the closer we get to God. And it's so important. Now, have you had moments where, man, I did really well. I read my Bible every day this week. I prayed three times a day this week. And then you get to a place where you fall off the wagon. It hurts you spiritually. It hurts. And you notice it. You know, I can notice if I don't start my day with my, in my word, in the devotions, in my positive Facebook posts, that things change. Like my day doesn't go as well if I don't do those things early on. That's just me. I like to, I like to read early. But I know that spiritually I have to have that every single day so I can keep drawing closer to Jesus. And when things come up in my life that are difficult, I'm at a place that I've trained for that I've been exercising, that I've been strengthening for. So when those things come, they don't knock me over and knock me down. It may knock me down, but it's not going to keep me down. I know I can get back up because I've been training for that. And, and there's a truth that we need to understand as we finish up this series on offense this morning. If you'll go to Acts 24, verse 16. Acts 24, verse 16. Paul says this, and herein do I exercise, your Bible might say strive, myself, to have always a conscience void to offense toward God and toward men. I exercise or I strive myself to have always a conscience void to offense toward God and toward men. So every single day that I'm uh, exercising spiritually and I'm, and I'm strengthening myself spiritually, I'm working toward a conscious void to not have offense toward God when something doesn't go my way and not have offense towards anybody else that may do wrong to me. That's not natural. But as we strengthen ourselves spiritually, we get to that place where somebody offends us or something happens that offends us that it doesn't, we don't hold on to it. We're able to forgive. We're able to draw on everything that we've been working out in our faith and get past that quickly, quickly, and be able to bless that person instead. And we'll talk about that here in just a few minutes. Again, this is a focused exercise, just as if I was going to the gym or down to my basement to work out. There's a continued effort that happens to keep yourself free of offense. Now, I'm, I'm probably safe in saying that the majority of the people in here are not that way. I'm not trying to be mean. I'm just telling you, we're human. We have a flesh side, and for everybody in here to say, I never get offended, that's a lie. I never get upset at anyone and have to share my two cents and everything else, and I never hold on to it. I just, I just bless them. That's what I do. 
say something mean to me, do something mean, I just bless them. I just bless, I love them. I wish that was the case, but we all need help in that. Okay? Let's see. Who else? I don't know who I want to do this to because... Come here, Kyle. <laughs> this Kyle. Now, when offense comes along, turn and face me. You don't know what's coming, but I promise I... When offense comes along, sometimes it catches us off guard a little bit. Now, is Kyle still okay? He's okay. And there's times when offense comes and people say things to us that we're able to just, hey, no big deal. I didn't hurt him. Okay? And it might have offended him a little bit, but there's things that really don't get down to us and really, really hurt us. There's other times... There's other times in offense, if I take this, look at all my youth up there. Oh, he's got a chair. They're standing up to see. There's other times if I took this offense and I hit him with it, I'm going to injure him. I'm going to harm him. And there's things in life that come up. If I swing this at him, it's not something he's just going to brush off. It's really going to hurt him. And in those moments, we have a decision to make. Thank you. I'm not going to shove you again. We have a decision to make. Am I going to let this offense, this big thing that happened to me, again, we can get hit by stuff and little things that we're able to brush off, no big deal. But it's those ones that really hit us hard that we have to get a hold of God spiritually for help in those times. And how we respond in those times speaks a lot about who God is in us and how much control of our heart does he have. And if we, don't, if we don't properly treat these, these deep wounds that we experience, we're never going to heal. We're never going to heal. We're never going to love people like we need to love people. And it's going to be difficult for us to walk in freedom that Jesus wants for us. Now, just like my Achilles wound, it would have never healed correctly. And it looks weird. But it would have never healed correctly if I hadn't rehabbed the injury. If I hadn't went through those exercises to strengthen it, um, just like that, wounds of offense will never be healed if you're not spiritually exercising and making yourself stronger through the power of the Holy Spirit inside of you when those things come along. You know, when I injured my Achilles, you know, I asked the surgeon, I said, how does this even happen? You know, because I, I said, I felt like I was just, somebody stepped on my foot, but nobody did. I was playing basketball in a league that I didn't belong in. But I said, how does this even happen? He said, well, you know, usually middle-aged men who are, who are not used to exercising, but you go out and try to do something physically anyway. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> you're exactly right, doctor. You are. And, you know, he's like, you're out of shape and you don't exercise, so your body's not used to what you just put it through. Makes sense. But when we think about this spiritually, it also makes sense when we talk about offense and hurt and there are Christians who are getting offended and holding onto offense because their faith is weak. Myself included. That we're not as close to God as we need to be, so when these things deeply hurt us and wound us, we don't get over them really quick because we're not exercising our faith. 
And we're not doing the things spiritually that we need to do so our heart's right when those things happen. Um, we need more training, spiritual training and exercising. On the other hand, I've seen Christians who are strong, not very many, and they never get easily offended. Anybody know anybody like that? Like they can just, it doesn't matter what you do to me. I still love you. And God's love's going to pour out. Anybody know anybody like that? It's probably not as many hands. But there's a few people that I know that are that way that can actually walk out what Psalm 119, 165 says in King James Version. It says, where great peace have they which love thy law and nothing shall offend them. Nothing. That's difficult to walk out. You know, on the other side of that, for the ones that can walk that out and walk in that strength, there's the Christians who are weak, not been exercising, haven't been training and strengthening their faith. They, they haven't been praying. They aren't building up the inner man and encouraging themselves in the Lord. And they're not spending time in the word. And when we're not doing this, when we're not strengthening our faith, we get easily offended. We get easily wounded. It just happens because we're not close to the Lord when those things come up. But the ones who are strong, the ones that are putting in the workouts for their faith, you know, they have someone say something to them or, or do something to them and they don't become offended because they were so prepared ahead of time and so walking their faith out with the Lord and spending so much time with him that when those offenses come, and they will come, they're not shook up by them because they understand what God has done in their life, in their heart, and their heart is completely surrendered to him. And they know that to take offense, to take anger, to take bitterness is opposite of what Jesus would do. And that's our example to follow him. We want to stay in tune with the spirit of God. We have to exercise more if we are someone that gets easily offended and we just can't let something go. We've got to make it more about Jesus and him in us instead of it being about the offense in that other person or that other situation. Matthew 5, 44, Jesus says this, but I tell you to love your enemies and pray for anyone that mistreats you. Love your enemies and pray for anyone who mistreats you. Specifically, he's telling us that the person we should be praying for is the person who has mistreated us. And that is so, so difficult for us to, to have somebody come up or to have somebody do something to you and your first response is to pray for that person. That is not how we usually react. But that's what we are supposed to be doing. Love your enemies. Pray for anyone who mistreats you. And, I, and I'm first to tell you, it is not easy to do that. It's actually painful. It's painful to get through a prayer of an enemy that just hurts you. It hurts. Oh, I don't want to pray for them. Mm. And some people think that for our prayers to be effective, they have to always feel good. That's not the case. When I rehabbed my Achilles and I was exercising to make it stronger, I did not like my physical therapist. She put me in some pain to make my Achilles stronger and to get it back to where it needed to be. And there was days when I wanted to tell her to shut up and I wanted to punch her in the mouth. I wouldn't have done that. But just in my head, I'm like, please leave me alone. Can this exercise be done? And it hurt. 
It was painful to do the things that I needed to do in order for my Achilles to heal. But I also knew that they were making my, my Achilles stronger. And you can't always, 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 always pray what feels good. You got to pray truth. So even if it hurts to pray a blessing over your enemy, you're spiritually exercising and it's strengthening your faith and will help in keeping you from getting offended. Even when it hurts. And the more you, and you know, I, what I found too is the more that we pray for our enemies, the more our hearts start to change. If that person is always on my mind and I am truly praying truth and blessing over them, my heart starts to change. Our hearts start to change towards that person. And before you know it, and this sounds crazy because they did you so wrong, before you know it, you start loving that person. Because you're praying truth over them. You're praying blessing over them over them, you're thinking about them constantly and praying for them, you begin to have your heart shift and you start to love that person instead of hate that person. And that brings healing into you. But one other thing we may have to do when we're offended, and this is the hard one, you know, we can say we forgive all we want, and that's good that we can do that, but sometimes another thing has to happen and you have to go to that person that hurts you. And already some of you are like, no. I'll just leave it at the forgiveness, and we ain't going to talk. And here's how we do it sometimes. I'm down here a lot today. Tony, stand up here. Man, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me. Well, I forgive you. <laughs> and that's what we call going to the person. I don't think that's what Jesus had in mind when he said, go to your brother. And what we're doing is using that scripture that Jesus had uh, when he talks about going to your brother and we're just unloading on them and, and telling them how bad they really treated us. Didn't accomplish anything. What Jesus meant was, there needs to be, okay, you said you've forgiven them, but there also needs to be reconciliation in that. And that's what we have a hard time with sometimes. And there's a difference between forgiveness and reconciliation. Jesus, Jesus forgave us when he was on the cross before we even told him we were sorry. Our example. I forgive you. Well, I didn't even say I was sorry for anything. I forgive you. I forgive you. A lot of people say, I ain't forgiven them until they apologize to me. True. I've heard it. What if Jesus were to say, I'm waiting for them to apologize before I forgive them? We'd be in hell. But he chose to forgive us before we even said we were sorry. When were we reconciled back to Jesus? When we repented of our sins. He forgave, we repented, and then we were reconciled and restored in him. The goodness and the kindness of God leads us to repentance. So when Jesus says, go to your brother, do it 
in kindness and goodness and love. That makes such a difference when we can do that. And there can be forgiveness and then we can be reconciled and restored and then we can walk in freedom. I don't have this big weight that I'm still carrying around and still trying to do my Christian thing because I'll never get the freedom that God wants me to experience while I'm holding on to this offense or this bitterness or this anger or this hurt. I'm never gonna get free. I've gotta be able to go to them in love and be reconciled with them and restored. I wanna close with this scripture as the praise team comes. 1 Peter 4, verses seven and eight. 1 Peter 4, verses 7 and 8. The end of the world is coming soon. How true that is. Therefore, be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love for each other. For love covers a multitude of sins. That is so, so powerful. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers even when you're going through an offense. Be earnest and disciplined in your prayers. Most important of all, continue to show deep love right in the midst of it for each other for love covers a multitude of sins. Rick, I just can't let it go. You need to exercise more. If you're saying this morning, I cannot let it go, you need to exercise your faith more. You need to pray more. You need to spend more time in your word. You need to spend more time getting encouraged in the church. You need to spend more time with Jesus. And keep exercising until you're operating from a place of God's love flowing out. Just keep doing the things that you know you're supposed to do. Restoration is a beautiful thing, if you want it. We already know that Jesus wants that for us and whoever we have ought against. It's a beautiful thing to see people that were once enemies, let the love of God bring them together and heal what was broken. We've gotta keep exercising our faith so that we can stay in this place free of offense. I would love to wake up every day and know that no matter what anybody says to me, no matter what anybody does to me, I will not be offended. I'm gonna love. Because every, every day that I'm spending with my, with my Savior, everything I'm learning out of his book, every communication time that we had to have together is bringing me to a place where his love just comes out. And that's all that comes out. He's changing me. And showing me that the closer you get to me, the more I'm drawing towards you. And it's a beautiful thing because you're gonna love people like I did. And we talked about this last week that Jesus said, Father, forgive them after everything that they'd done to him. Forgive them. And he loved anyway. Just stand this morning.
if nothing else throughout these past five weeks, I pray, you know, as I've shared from this book, The Bait of Satan by John Bevere, I pray, I pray, I pray, I pray that it changes you like it's been changing me. That you've taken something away over these last five weeks. And I know, and I told you guys, I know how bad offense hurts. I know how bad it, it is deep down inside of you, but you've got to let it go. And we talk about unity and, and love in the church. We've got to let those things go. And I'm not saying somebody in here has something wrong with anybody else, but I'm saying as a church body, if everybody's walking in the freedom that God has for us, what, what's going to happen in here? Amen. So as we pray, you know, I'm going to call up. I've called up every week. Anybody that's dealing with offense for you to just let it go, to lay it down. And don't pick it up again. But I also want to make sure you guys know for salvation, this altar is always open for you to come to know Jesus as your Savior. This altar is always open for you to rededicate your life to him. It's, it, we fall sometimes. I understand that. But don't think you've done something so bad that you can't get right with God. He forgives. He still loves you. And for healing. I believe when we, when we lay hands on people and we anoint them with oil that God, God heals. So if you're dealing with something, maybe it's a pain in your body that you've had for a long time, come up here. Come up here and be healed in Jesus' name. Let's worship and pray this morning. story.